0: Welcome to Blogs on Tape. Today's post is Terrible, Horrible, Beauty and Wonder, written by Dan D and originally published on Throne of Salt at throneofsalt.blogspot.com. S. Peterson's Field Guide to Lovecraftian Horrors makes the mythos beautiful. This isn't just because of the fantastic art, which is top tier, top notch, top shelf, and top gun, but for the special way that the art combines with the text. And how that can then be applied. You see, the field guide is written as an in-universe text, complete with fake citations, one of the top three ways to pander directly to me, compiled by scholars of the preternatural at good old Miskatonic U. As such, they're significantly more enthusiastic and open-minded about the whole deal. The topics of their study are handled with excitement and curiosity, though still with great care. Most can still kill you quite easily. It's closer to how a naturalist would talk about a tiger or a dinosaur or something else of that nature. The titular horror has been approached as a living thing, unstuck from the limits and attitudes of its original incarnation. The reaction provided by the text isn't run away, hide, go insane, and die in that order if you're lucky. It's here's what we know, isn't that neat? In short, everything is terrible and horrible, but beautiful and wondrous too. Here's the information, go where you want, and extrapolate what you will. Which is just what I'm going to do. Buckle up, we're doing some setting extrapolation. The most important fact in the entire mythos. Australian physicist Neville Kingston Brown dies in 2518. This means that Australia, the profession of physicist, the structures necessary for the previous two things to exist, And boring-ass white guys, alas, still exist on Earth up until at least that date. There is no need to panic. Regarding Elder Things, there are still Elder Thing settlements on Earth's ocean floor. Descendant subspecies exist out among their abandoned and collapsed colonies, which may, like their progenitors, be relatively comprehensible to humanity. At least once known incident of seeding life on a colony world, see Earth. Thus, through action or accident, there is cause to think there might be more planets out there that ended up the same way. No guarantees, but the possibility of alien life more on our level. Regarding Yithians. A cult exists to protect and facilitate Yithian travelers when they are in a modern era. The cult maintains an active trade of information and technology with the Yithians. This isn't a cult, this is sensible people acting sensibly and diplomatically. This is the foot in the door. Regarding biaki, Possess an organ which facilitates flight, capable of reaching 0.1 Celsius in vacuum. Said organ can also facilitate causality, maintaining faster-than-light travel at a speed of around 1.1 light-years a day for relatively low energy requirements. Seriously they can break light speed and only end up really, really hungry. Regarding Migo, are in possession of a sizable interstellar civilization, seem to have replaced the elder things as the dominant power in local space, overlap possible, coexistence probability unknown. Only interested in Earth for some rare earth mining operations, willing to employ and consult with humans to maintain secrecy and security. Certainly not entirely trustworthy, see, brains, canisters, but they seem to favor worlds inimical to human life and going about their business. Regarding deep ones, biologically immortal, their bodies simply don't break down. They originated on Earth, have hybridized with humans and dolphins. DNA is thus no stranger than any other Earth-based life, splicing possible. Can hibernate for decades, burning off most body mass to survive without nourishment? Hybrids gradually show more traits before full transformation, but not all achieve metamorphosis. Specific stimuli or genetic markers might halt full transformation. Hello, CRISPR. Significant and widespread civilization in the oceans, but maintain connection to human coastal sediments for purposes of reproduction. Perhaps they need us, perhaps they are sterile on their own. Regarding ghouls. Specifically human-derived means currently unknown. Similar in traits to those transformed by Ithaqua. Similar in traits to ghasts. The state of carnivorous undeath seems malleable in humans. Regarding shogoths, Have been domesticated by Deep Ones and Elder Things. Can be conditioned to grow in specific organ patterns. Primary danger seems to be conditioning programming breakdowns proceed with great caution akin to AI development. So where does this lead us? Yithian technology and deep time knowledge is the foot in the door and the first step to getting off of Earth before the eventual end date. Alliance with the Elder Things possible, though I cannot say if it's probable, as it is not explicitly stated if we have anything they want. They may be willing to part with some technical knowledge in exchange for assistance in reaching their old colony worlds. Trade deals and diplomatic agreements can be made with the MIGO. Even with the brain in a jar thing, humans are typically a lot worse to other humans than the bugs are. Deep One hybridization on the small scale should be possible through gene engineering. Further interaction with the Deep Ones via hybrid proxies can be used in conjunction with Elder Thing knowledge to gain relatively safe Shogoth usage. A Shogoth could potentially, slash should be able to, replicate a Bayekes flight organ. It's easier than catching and maintaining a domestic population in Earth orbit. The terrible hunger caused by FTL usage can be offset through solar or nuclear energy sources. Ghouls and hybrids can be used as vanguards for long-distance or high-danger expeditions. And this is without touching the dreamlands, or half the other things in the book, or all the stuff in my other COC books, or half of the other potentials that could be here, humans being humans every step here will inevitably be fucked up too long didn't read the future of humanity is abe sapien riding around the cosmos with his ghoul co-pilot on a faster than light Shogoth with solar sails and that's awesome that was terrible horrible beauty and wonder read by christopher lawson blogs on tape is a project that works with authors to produce audio recordings of the best works on the osr hopefully making them more accessible to everyone